It's the Lakeland Sports Guys. He's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll. Coming to you from Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Beautiful Masters week getting started today and all kinds of fun happening down there as of right now. We'll get into it a little bit. But by the way, Chris, happy Amateur Athlete Day nationally. I love it. <laughs> Isn't it fun? Is any left? There's, there all, amateurs left? there's all kinds of amateurs that are left. Uh, know, Sam Bennett's sure. kicking it, man. He's doing a great job so far. Yeah, but see, he won't be an amateur much longer, and so he's going to – and I always feel like, Tom, he is, he's like low amateur right now on the, on the courts is what we're talking about at the Masters. I've always felt like if these guys wanted to, there should be a way that if, if he's got a chance to win some big money on Sunday, mm-hmm. he should just be the mate to call to the NCAA and say, I'm a pro now. Take his check and then whatever happens. He but he really. can't do that. He's got to. He'd have to qualify. He'd have to declare before the tournament starts. And donate there. it to somebody else or yeah. somewhere else. I guess in that part. Well, he's gonna donate it, all right, because he can't take it home. So yeah. whoever's finished second or third is gonna take the money yeah, home. We'll find out where it ends up going. Um, but we'll get into the Masters here in just a minute. I want to also say congratulations to the Emerald City Junior Volleyball uh, uh, teams. They wrapped up their season this weekend and they finished really well at the PVA Regional Tournament up there in Rock Hill, uh, according to uh, their web page, um, um, every team finished higher than their initial ranking, which is a good sign that you're improving, you're getting better. Notably, the 13 green finished second in their power silver, and the 14 white, they earned a medal for winning uh, club copper, and um, you know they continue on and continue to improve. And if you want more details, you just need to go on to Facebook, go to Emerald City Juniors Volleyball, you can get all the details and the numbers to call to find out a little bit more. But uh, youth volleyball, as far as travel team goes, as of right now, just continues to get better and better uh, with the Emerald City. This team. is the group, and like I said, this is something. Even if like I'm not, you know, I don't know. Like Kenny, I was talking about the other day. I don't know a whole lot about volleyball, but that's how you find out, Tom. If you got a kid wanting to play, I think the coolest thing this year about Emerald City has been the fact of they do have their high school teams. Then they go to their 13, then they go to their 12. What about the young girls that are 7, 8, 9 years old that are playing, and they're, they're being competitive mm-hmm. also now. So it's around the board. If you got a, gra- a, a young daughter, granddaughter, uh, look it up. Like I said, Emerald City Volleyball, Facebook, and they they have a tournament every weekend somewhere generally. We have Rock Hill, Gatlinburg, all, you know, all over the place. Johnson so City, they're got everywhere. got plenty of places to go watch it. Get all support the young ladies because they deserve it. Going to be a lot of fun. And also next week, just a reminder that the 96 Park and Rec has their opening baseball night uh, that is coming up on Friday the 14th. So keep that in mind. They're going to have some youth baseball going on out there. They'll have a home run derby. Um, Scrimmages will begin about 6 o'clock that evening. But uh, you're invited to come on out. They'll have food, bouncy houses, raffles, all kinds of fun stuff. I think T. Timberland and some of them boys have done a wonderful job over there getting that place going. I remember playing softball there back in the day, and it's a fun complex. So uh, exciting times, man. It's a lot of fun <laughs> when you look at what's going on there. We'll get into uh, – I, I, I don't know. I forgot. Did I do Monday? Did I do the, the Greenwood Abbeville, the Gaunt League? You I didn't. You didn't. didn't. I'm going to have to get to that. Uh, yeah, we didn't get it. We're going to have to get to that. Um, but before we get started uh, and get into the Masters, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the high school uh, activities that have been going on. we got eight schools right now still searching for a head football coach. The most recent one you and I are both kind of just puzzled by, and that is that uh, Coach Pratt stepping down as the head football coach. We don't know if – we're assuming that he still is the AD that's there. But uh, he's stepping aside as being head football coach and also looking for a new baseball coach. But I guarantee you he's probably still the basketball coach. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. Coach Sally White's still there. But uh, this is one that I can't figure because, like I said, I you know I have a personal relationship with Coach Paul Pratt. And I just I, – 
that was the one place I didn't want to go to him and say, well, something may have happened, and I didn't want to be the one to bring it up and then have to listen to it. But um, I have gone to every site, from McCormick Media site to the Chiefs to – and nothing. It's, and you've called the school and everything. It's hush, hush. It's um, – I text with, with John and O's at Moving the Chains. Nothing. Cam texted me this morning said he saw it. And I asked him, where did you see it? Because I haven't seen it. Y'all, you're the one telling me that this happened. I still haven't seen where he's stepped down and the reason being. Um, uh, other than the fact that the school posted well, the there's open a side sites, job yeah. site, so and with him being AD, did he stay as AD? That's mm-hmm. the question. Did he just get tired of education in general and say nope? I doubt it because that's a good salary for for both. Um, I don't know, but there again, I, the, the timing of it's just I'd throw my hands up in the air. With this stuff. <laughs> the timing, the timing of, it of it is not great. If you you got spring ball starting now, and I mean it's. I think about those teams, and you're taking away from the, the teams now. You're getting ready to start your spring, and you don't have a head coach. And to be honest with you, Tom, other than uh, – I'm trying to think of his name that was the assistant head coach, the, the defensive coordinator, I don't know where you go. I mean, I don't you – now you don't have time to just step away and say, hey, I'm going to get this guy. Um, a lot of teams in the Lakelands that he could maybe choose an assistant from that would be a pretty good hire. But Coach Embry, I think he's the uh, district – Guy in mm-hmm. McCormick County, I think I think it's Embry. Could it have anything to do with the Durants aren't there anymore? That they've graduated, moved on. I hadn't heard about a job that Pratt would take, but I mean, maybe. <laughs> well, they got one left. I said, you I got Cam Durant. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's Cam's the thing. It's there. just so hard. I do know about that school. It is so hard to get football players out in McCormick. It really is, and it's it's hard to believe it. It's a basketball and a baseball school. Uh, so I, I'm still stunned. Like I said, when you when you first text me. Monday afternoon, Tuesday, mm-hmm. I was like, I hadn't heard that yet. So, I, like I said, I got on the horn. I mean, I used my connections, and it's hush-hush. So, something's going on that I don't know about. So, We'll find out more details as they become available and uh, see what happens with all of that. But um, but the good thing it's, is it's, yeah. we got an interview coming up. Mm-hmm. we got John the boys coming yeah. for moving the chains. They're going to. They're going to come on with us. He said they can either make the trip down or else we do it by phone. He said, I'd rather come down. I said, I'd rather you come down, too. Check it out. <laughs> so they, they, they're like us, man. You have a stage, we'll travel. So you come and join us. Get John and the rest of that crowd down here. <laughs> well, other coaching changes that did happen. Uh, Blythewood went ahead and promoted their defensive coordinator. So James Martin will get his second, I believe it is, uh, head coaching job. He was the interim and then became the head coach at Northwestern uh uh, back in the early teens, 17, 18, somewhere around there, um, while he was there. And uh, now he gets a second opportunity, and he'll replace Jason Siegel, who was dismissed back at the beginning of March. Uh, this is a good hire. That, so. This is a good hire, Tom. Yeah, this will be fun to see. This is one that you felt like you got to throw somebody into a seat, but I say heck of a coach to throw into a seat. that Not only, not only that has that experience, but also at a big school like Northwestern. Mm-hmm. So now, and he's defensive coordinator. That now your defense is set. Now you just go out and find you a good offensive coordinator if you didn't like who you were working with, and those are easier slots to fill than the head coach. Trust me. So, like <laughs> Blythewood could be ready to get on the on the rebound here. And like I said, it's a great school to go to. It's a fairly new school. Jeff Scott has been there, and so the the just coaching tree at, at Blythewood has been pretty good so far in such a small history as being a school. So. Look forward to seeing what he can do. See where they go. And then Columbia goes ahead and they find a new coach as uh, Stefan Robertson is going to be returning. This will be his second step back in the, in the Midlands area down there. He was at airport at one time and uh, ended up going up to Charlotte, and he's been up there for a while. Now he'll come back and um, 
you know, this is something that the Capitals have, have made the tournament or the postseason the last two years. However, they were two and nine those two years. To, and they get to, Abbeville first round. They so. got Abbeville the first round, and we all know how that two. I think that was the game Abbeville went yeah. what eleven plays, scored on each of the plays in that one in, in that route that came through. But that's one of those um, unbelievable games that you have offensively. But you know, that's a good hire though, Tom, because there again, he's going to make his second stint. So you know what they did? They were smart. They said, well. Wonder what the reason was he left the first time. If we know it's money, boom, we'll throw him some more money. If it maybe throw him a, an AD title with it or something, I don't know. But um, to leave airport for that job, that shows that there's there, there's things that whole think about that whole area, Tom. You got Columbia. We've already seen the change at. Um, <laughs> who do we play first game? Last year, oh, uh, uh, the, the, the AC Flora, AC Flora, Eau Claire football, those those that we always considered. Base, I mean, football. I mean, basketball schools. They're starting to make runs as, as uh, football schools now, and it's not just about you know it's about gridiron now. But uh, good hire. I mean, like I said, whatever they had to do to get him back, and he was willing to come back, so that means he left on good terms. Yeah. Fantastic job there. But Capitals, uh, as we said, they, they haven't had a winning season since 2011. So <laughs> definitely looking for something positive to come out of this. Well, like, like I said, I was really surprised to see AC Floor and the, the field they play on and then the crowd they had there. And I know they had had a little bit of success. Will we start seeing that at these other schools, Eau Claire, now Columbia? I think we will because, like I said, I think, I think the quarterback, for one, comes back to – Columbia for this year that played against Abbeville. They had, you know, a decent game. I mean, he had like four picks, but you're playing Abbeville, great defense. So, I mean, that's a really good hire. And, I mean, you reached out of the way a little bit and you brought a guy in that you didn't think you'd probably get back, and they did. And they, it's only because they were under pressure to hire somebody. Right now, you, I'm telling you what, there's more pressure on you now as an AD to get a football coach than here's in Augusta National. I promise you. <laughs> and that's pressure. All right, so there are eight schools that still are looking for a head coach, one of those being Airport. Um, Battery Creek is another one. You also have Edisto. Great Falls, surprisingly, still has not filled their head coaching job, but I have a feeling that's one of those that – That's an intern. Uh, yeah, that we'll find somebody within. And then you got uh, – we mentioned McCormick with Paul Pratt stepping down. Mullins is still looking after John Williams leaves. You got North Charleston looking and Rich Springs Mineta, who their coach um, ended up going down to the low state as well, if I remember correctly. Yep, they did. So uh, – We'll see what happens uh, with those eight schools. Looking, you know, spring practice begins here in three weeks, four weeks. All right. Not far away. You know, maybe it's me that did this. I don't know. We had 96, you know, after one of the shows. I said, well, what's the next school? Turn out to be 96. I joked with you about it the other day when 96 hired somebody. Now I said, well, what's the next Lakeland school? (laughs) Now it's McCormick. (laughs) McCormick. So what's next, man? I mean, Calvin Falls, maybe with Shave Art, they got a new coach, but yeah. Well, it started with Ware Shoals, and just kind of went from there. It started with so. Ware Shoals. I mean, and went down that way. We're not trying to give the Lakelands any. We're not. Uh, and so. by the way, speaking of Coach Bennett, he went ahead and put out a notice to the parents and the students as well of any 7th and 12th graders that are out there that are interested in playing football for this upcoming school year that there's going to be a parents meeting coming up this Monday night, 6 o'clock at the 96 High School Gymnasium. You need to be there and plan to attend. Uh, you can meet Coach Bennett and his staff as they get uh, – 
the program calendar out and the expectations that they're going to set here early for all of this. And I like the quote that he has uh, on his Facebook page. Uh, it's from J.J. Watt. It's, success isn't owned, it's leased, and rent is due every day. I love it. I, now, that right there is one of your fill-a-dream-type coaches sayings there. That's awesome. That's so. huge. So you know big things are coming <laughs> for the Wildcats here. If not this year, definitely next year. But it's going to be a building process for them. But they got they got some great players coming back. I mean, Ben is coming back. I mean, great so. place to play. you got a community that absolutely adores you that, you know, even if you're owing whatever, you're still going to pack your house. And, I mean, people are going to come look, watch you at 96. And, I mean, that's what makes that town. It's like Abbeville. That's what makes that town. Saluda. Um, Edgefield was, or Johnston was thrown Thurman. Where Shoals? I mean, they love their towns and their teams. And I mean, that's, that's what it's about in high school football in the state of South Carolina. It's about the small schools like Lamar, Great Falls, that you don't ever think about. But man, look at the, the people that go to those games. And a lot of them are mill towns. We, we don't always consider that either. But I mean, that, that's solid. And it's fun to watch. And then uh, moving towards uh, the baseball uh, out on the diamond and what's going on, uh, we talked a, a little bit about Greenwood uh, and what they've been able to do. And this is a tough matchup this week that they had against the Red Raiders uh, of Greenville because three or two of the three games are up there in Raid Raider country. And they went up there that first uh, game on Tuesday, it was. Yeah. And uh, this was a game in the fifth inning. They were down three. They were. <laughs> and, and ended up going extra innings, coming away with a big win in that one, uh, eight to five. Uh, the hero of the night was Luke Godwin. He went four or five with four RBIs, got the wind on the mound to, to go along with all of that. And, and uh, it just continued on from there. And game number two is at Greenwood, 6 nothing over Greenville. And this was just a domination from the get-go. Uh, Caden Poor pitched seven innings, um, you know, one base on balls, allowing four hits. He had nine strikeouts to go along with it, got the win. Landon Still, three of four, two RBI – or one RBI and uh, uh, two base on balls. And then uh, the Eagles uh, just continued to – just continue to do what they've been doing, and that's finding ways to win early in the game. How about Coach Baker's quote? This is why I have these guys. <laughs> I love the – but here, let's talk about that first game, Tom, because I know you watched it as long like I did on on, the, on my tablet. But how about that pitcher for Greenville through 110 pitches? Mm-hmm. We didn't really start to do anything until they pulled him and they put this kid in there and he couldn't find the plate. That allowed to come back in the win, and I think that set a precedent for yesterday, and it may have set it for today too. Um, that young man will be eligible. He can't start today, but he can pitch. So expect to see the young guy. And he's and already got. He's a D one commit. Uh, I can't think of his name right now, but I mean that's why I was going. Like I said, I wrote down a couple of. I mean, we think about Elijah Tiller, Matt Murray, T.J. Akins, but we don't always talk about Luke Godwin, Caden Poor. I mean, there's just so many. Andrew Driver, I mean, this team is special. And I, here's what I love about it. You got Jim Steele and TJ, and I don't know the new guy. They got a new guy there, Stone, R.J. Stone or something. I don't really know him. These guys are loving it like these players are. And I'm telling you, the other night, he hit the nail on the head. This is like playoff fever here. This feels like playoffs. And go up there tonight, guys, finish what you started. But so far, it's been a great first two games. And I th- like I told you, I think win, lose, or draw tonight, you've done enough of what you had to do, and now you sit back and you wait and see who can help you. 
But you got to still win your games. But I mean, mm-hmm. see who can help. Well, they you won the series, and that's a plus. They I mean, won the series against Westside as well. So I mean, you don't have to sweep. I mean, it'd be great. Don't get me wrong. And I think they're going to probably get the game in just in time before all the rain does hit. But uh, this is really the first time Coach Baker said, "You know what? It's going to be raining in the Greenwood area." Everybody get in the car and let's drive on up to Greenville. So listen to your coach and get on up there and, and, and watch your boys play because that is a phenomenal baseball field, as I asked you about, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only seen the football field. So that is a phenomenal – and I guess that's at the new school. Right. I guess that's where that's at. But uh, great venue for baseball. I was really impressed. When I saw it, I was like, where are they playing? Because it's almost like Camden Yards almost. Um, and they're going to have a crowd there tonight. I mean, with this team, they travel good down here. So our fans are – you know, a lot of our fans are – our parents and grandparents, but it'll be a good crowd on hand. That's a six thirty six thirty start, start. Yeah. and you can get it. Like I said, you can get it on your on your computer or whatever you want to do. Just yeah. stream it. Greenwood, what Greenwood High School Baseball or Greenwood? Yeah, it's Greenwood Eagles BB. It's on YouTube. On YouTube, it yeah. is on YouTube. So you'll have it there. And then uh, a big night for uh, Abbeville. They come away with a win over 96 yesterday as uh, Lowen Nichols is the uh, <laughs> it's the game winner, a three RBI triple to lift the Panthers to that win, four to two over 96. And this was a game, too, that 96 didn't – I mean, they did not hit the ball well at all. And a lot of errors early on in this ball game uh, to go along with it. They had trouble uh, that was up there. And that, that's part of the reason Abbeville come away with a big win. Big, and now you're going to give me another Nichols that's playing sports up there. It was Addison, the wrestler. <laughs> this, the is the, this is the younger one. Yeah. This is the, the younger one. <laughs> and, isn't that weird how it works out like that, that it happens? But, yeah, tonight is, is 6 o'clock there. That's what I just – I got a thing from uh, Bobby Hamby right here. Uh, so, 96, I mean, at 96. So, mm-hmm. go support this team. Get these teams to the playoffs, man. I mean, because, like I said, it's going to be big here in a month or two. Go along with it. And then uh, Saluda, they took on a tough Strom Thurmond team in this one. Tigers struggled early on uh, in this one as uh, Strom Thurmond came out. It was 6 nothing at the end of two. They end up uh, putting up two more runs, Saluda does, in order to make it 2-5. to five. But then Strom Thurmond sports uh, three in the uh, fifth and three in the sixth to go along with it for a 12-2 to two final in this one. And they're hoping to look uh, to bounce back. The varsity and the JV will compete against Rince Briggs Manetta coming up on Monday night. Mm. So it's like it's a new concept in Strong Thurman now as a new coach. I mean it's like they're just they're playing like everybody else. They're trying to score as many runs as they can whereas Coach Heights about pitching. Mm-hmm. So it looks like whoever took his job there is done is doing a wonderful job. I mean, you know, I had said something about I hadn't talked about McCormick baseball. Count Falls beat them fourteen to ten last night. So I don't know where oh, they wow. stand in score fest. For the, yeah, it was a. I mean, I, I bet Pratt would like to have that, that fourteen in, in football this year. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they put the football numbers down there. But I mean, that's a good series. It'll be back, I guess, at McCormick tonight. So yeah. a lot of Lakelands things going on. I'm sure Ware Shoals is playing. If you live in the Lakelands, man, go out and support your baseball team. That's the key. These kids work their butts off, their tails off, and it's not football. And that's where we got to do a better job, Tom. And you do a good job um, as far as like football and and basketball. You got these other sports need love too, and that's what we got to do better. Give them a little bit. I definitely got to give them the love. I mean, you do your best. I'm <laughs> Don't want to give some love to Greenwood Christian as well. They lost uh, to Whitmire uh, last night. 8-2 to two was the final in this one. However, this was a non-region game for them. Yeah. So, um, you know, midweek non-region game. They've got uh, a little bit of a break until next week. They're 6-0, and oh, by the way, in their <laughs> region. So they are dominating uh, as of right now. But they've uh, got a t- close games against Greenwood, uh, um, or excuse me, Spartanburg Day coming up here next week. I think Thursday and Friday. 
I love that well. schedule like that because you not only do you have a little bit of time in between your schedule, you're going to play a Whitmire team that's pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. Pretty good baseball team at Whitmire. So that's when you want to schedule non a non college you know conference game, that's a pretty good way to do it. So all right. Um and with that being said, we are here at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood as David Bell gonna be coming in tonight, uh, giving a little entertainment on a Thursday to go in with that. So um we we're gonna have to vacate the stage here. Yeah. We <laughs> might sit up here. <laughs> <laughs> we may sit in tonight. Um, uh, but a lot going on uh, down in Augusta. We've got all kinds of uh, the. I'm told here that the hotels um, are pretty full uh, in the process of all that with Masters Week going on. And uh, when you take a look at it as of right now, we, we mentioned it on, on Monday that uh, players that we, you know, hopefully we're looking at at, at being an impact in, in this uh, golf match this time around. And, and my guy. Uh, Zavatoris is, is, well, he's gone. <laughs> he couldn't find a belt to fit his 28-inch waist. I mean, that's just tough to do. I mean, I'm, I'm kidding, Will. Get some suspenders or that's something a, at that's, that a, that's an injury there because he would have missed the Masters. I mean, yeah. he had a good chance to win it the last couple of years and played so well and then not to be able to be there. But, um, yeah, no, you know, I went with Rory. I went with a guy that's like, that's like me just picking – that's an Somebody easy pick. Uh, you went with Scheffler also. Neither one of us picked Victor Holland, who – and I'm going to tell you why I didn't. He's talking about going to live tour next year, and that's just for me that counsel him on any of my teams. But uh, he is just out there doing something he hadn't done. He's never shot in the 60s at Augusta. So what he's fixing to do is he's got a chance. If he if, if he he's actually on 18T right now, and you should have him uh, over there on your screen. But should he par, let's say he just pars, he's going to shoot a 61 today. And that is an incredible first-round score for a guy who hadn't played Augusta National very much in his life. But Well, the other guy that's having a big round is, is Rom. He's, you know, right there behind him. He's only a shot behind as of right now, and he's on, what, 16? I tell you, though, here, here's the watch to look out for. I just see the name pop up, and I'm looking at the score. A former champion, Adam Scott. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's gotten the five under now, and his number right now is uh, – He's at 59 right now. He's got two holes left. He, no, excuse me, he's got three holes left. He's got 16, 17, and 18. So, look out. A guy like Adam Scott throws up a – let's say he shoots seven today. That might be your top score. I mean, I, I'm stunned at what Hoblin's doing. I really am. And, like I said, you know, it's been a tough day for Tiger. Uh, he, Hey, he's sucking out, man. He He's wincing and, you know, he he's in pain. But he he's going at it. And I, what is he? He's still at, what, four, uh, three or four over? Um, he was at two over last night. Okay. Saw he may so. still. Be, I was thinking I saw him bogey, but like I said, right now the scores are pretty good. You got seven, six, and five, and you don't ever have that. On, you know, Shane Lowry finished in the clubhouse with a sixty-eight. And that, uh, that's the other thing that leads to it. Are we going to see another one of these Masters um, as a possibility? It could be around the twelve, thirteen, fourteen no. under to go, even with the weather that's coming in. No, <laughs> look, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now. If you're a golfer, even Clyde could have scored a. Uh, 63 to date, and I'm kidding. Now, you don't see scores like we're seeing today, but it's kind of like I was talking about. You're going to see some scores come out later on. we got some later groups like Phil. Uh, let me look up that score real quick. Phil was a two under. Okay, all side. right, he's two under, but he's probably getting ready to make the turn on the backside. If you're going to score now is when you got to do it. Because I'm telling you, Tom, if that wind picks up tomorrow and Saturday, I don't know what you're going to have. <laughs> I, I really don't. There's DJ. He's throwing his hands up like the wind. Win what anything he thought. But today, today you got to be under par. You can't be even par and have a shot if you got a guy that's throwing up seven unders on the first day. And that's what I was saying. I'm I'm stunned that, that Hoblins made it through, but he has. That's a testament to him. 
Um, and he's going to get his first round in the 60s, and it's going to be a low round. He, he may come back for the rest of his life and never shoot 61 if he does it today. Uh, but, the, you know, the weather's going to be tough. And the weather's made for guys like Victor Hobley. He's not a big guy. Uh, kind of, you know, it kind of reminds me of um, Zach Johnson when he won it, the two years he won it was on horrible days when it just rained, pouring, winds pouring. And, I mean, that's what we got this weekend. I mean, I'd, you know, I'd like to knock on that wall over there and say, hey, we're going to have good weather, but I, I don't see it. And I'm thinking maybe Monday, Tuesday finish. What do you think? I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm definitely thinking a Monday finish with the rain that's coming in tomorrow night and all day Saturday to go along with that. So They're advertising my driver now. <laughs> we'll see what happens. The stilt. But, uh, yeah, good, great time. And, we, you know, we, we may be talking about a, a Monday finish for us, too, because we have been offered a chance to go to Augusta National. And, or not the National, excuse me, but to, to do our usual Twin Peaks uh, Monday finish. And if, we may look at it. If it's going to be that way and the weather's going to be so bad, may as well. Why not? With that being said, as far as the uh, younger guys that are coming in, like Sam Bennett, when you look at him, the uh, amateur uh, champion that came in from Texas A&M and what he's been able to do as of right now, we've got a few others that are uh, there as well that this is their first Masters. How big is this that they're playing as well as they are right now, particularly Bennett, who is right in the hunt? I think it's the weather. I, I mean, I'll go ahead and say it. I really think it's because of the weather. And and it's, there again, that's just the luck of the draw, man, and when you're playing it. Um like I said, we're sitting here, we're watching some of the older guys come through now, and Phil's uh, Phil's on right now if you want to look at that. And you got – see this guy in the green shirt? His name is Bernard Langer, and I think he's going to play till he's 90. I think he's going to be competitive until he's 90. Um, here well, he's, he is. what, 31 Masters he's been yeah, to, I mean, something like that? And, like, and Jack had 37. Yeah, I feel like – I feel bad for Sandy Lyle today because even on a day that he should have scored, he shoots an 81 in his last Masters. Um, but, yeah, he's playing with a really good group here with Keegan Bradley and a couple other guys. But I'm telling you, man, to see a guy like Langer who can still go. I mean, mm -hmm. he wins a lot of the champions. I'm sure that he wishes some of these other guys would just not come on tour. But uh, because, like I said, at 68, 69 years old, he's competing with these young guys at 50, 51, coming on senior tour. But um, just to, like I said, it's a palm of the day to be in Augusta. And, I mean, if you're home, get outside. I mean, because we're not going to have weather like this you know, very often, but... Uh, well, the other part is, it's been a while since we've seen somebody dominate all four days of the Masters. Um, you know, is a possibility that, that Victor could do that, or are we going to see somebody that is, is that has done it in the past that's been that dominant, such as a Jim <laughs> Rom or a Brooks Kopka or somebody of that nature? Yeah, Brooks, that's why I've turned it back on. You know, I turn, it, I turn it off for a minute, but I've got it back on because I want to see Kepka and, and Adam Scott when they come through uh, Eamon Corner where you see uh, Harold Varner there. But, Thomas, one of those things, I'm just – I'm telling you, I don't – the reason you don't see it happen in, you know, two, three, four days in a row because it doesn't happen in Augusta National. You know, other than Tiger, when he came out, he was on fire 10 years ago or even long, even further back. You don't see guys dominate it for a full week, and I don't think you're going to see it this time. Like I said, if he can shoot 700, that's going to be a heck of a score, and that's going to be a score to, to chase. But I wouldn't be a bit stunned tomorrow if he shoots 74-75. If the weather changes, mm -hmm. the winds change. And that's, you know, that's that's three, four over. And, I mean, I know that's a big jump from what it was today. But and they're going to have a later start, so the winds will start picking yeah. up while he's out on the course. Yeah, your morning group today is going to just – they're going to finish in the nasty weather. Like your group's like right here, Phil Mickelson, they'll be playing early in the morning. Um, but, you know, we talk about – you know, I always joke, and all my friends give me trouble because I don't like the live tour or whatever. And this is why I don't. Attitudes change, and he's got like that um, – it's owed to me. 
that's the that's the attitude Phil walks around with, and he might be your favorite golfer. Uh, and if he is, I apologize, but and he's a good golfer. Uh, and he's finished more times than anybody else in the game of golf. But it's the attitude that these guys have that it's owed to them. You know, I mean, he he's not happy. You can tell it. He's you know he's chewing his gum. He he's just not a happy cat right now. And I mean, it, it's because they feel like they're hated, mm-hmm. and they are. Unfortunately, you put yourself in that. That's what I don't get from Greg Norman. If it hadn't been for PGA Tour, none of these guys would be playing anywhere. And yet, but then, you know, I mean, in consideration of all of that, though, in order to not have that monopoly and for another group to start up, you know, some of those players are going to have to cross over into all of that. Well, you're going to. And like I said, I think that's the reason, one of the reasons. I think a guy I like hobbling at 30 years old, which is young in PGA Tour, he sees the team play and he's a college, he went to Oklahoma State. He's a college guy. They love team golf. Mm-hmm. To see these guys playing two, three days a week, and, and and then not only that, I mean, if he was to leave, I think Holland's like fifth in the world ranking. I mean, it's going to be a hundred million dollars. I mean, it's going to be they're going the Saudis are going to pay him a hundred million to go. And I'm saying, I just I don't see it, but I guess I haven't offered that amount of money to go over to do something else for the rival or whatever you want to call it. I guess kind of like NL for me. I don't necessarily agree with that either, but it's here to stay. Um, and, I, you know, I want them to be successful. I mean, they start the season next week. I mean, uh, so I, I don't know where they're going to be playing or who all is going to be playing with them. But, I mean, you're going to have your usual defectors. But, luckily, we got Sam Bennett that are coming out of – like that were Vic the Holland's four or five years ago, mm-hmm. you know, coming out of Texas A&M. And these are the guys that the PGA Tour can count on. I mean, uh, and I don't – I mean, mainly for me it's going to be the guys that are my age, that 50 to 60-year-old that you're going to see jumping ship. Um, and I hate to see it. And like I said, this is determined. You don't come in and try to show show out or something because you don't. I mean, even if you you know you you're invited to this tournament, and Norman's really mad now because he didn't get the invite. That's Augusta National. It's their prerogative. You never won. Um, and, and before long, it may get to where if there's this much tension between it, you may see Augusta take the approach that you know what, Phil, you're not invited. I'm sorry, you are a previous winner, but sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, much like the Open Championship, which is the old British Open. I mean, it could come down to that because the British Open is their stance on live is kind of like mine. Go play somewhere else that week that we got a, a major going on because you're not coming over here. And it's unfortunate, but you know, you put yourself in the situations. And I'd like to think there's a happy median somewhere. And if maybe they could do something with Norman and, and get him out and whatever, let somebody else take over that's a little more reasonable, that's not upset with the world. Uh, it might work if there's another chairman and starting it. I think it could be a good rival tour. I mean, I really do. I, I mean, if the live hosted events that included the PGA may be kind of a, a olive branch in that regard. And, and I get you where you're saying with, with Greg Norman, he has been uh, the protagonist, as we should say, <laughs> <laughs> for a lot of the, the negativity that has gone on uh, in the process of between PGA and live in that regard. So if you did that and you offered an olive branch, where you hosted an event that had both of those mm-hmm. um, in the process and, and the PGA was on board with that, it, it may, you know, get rid of a lot of the rift that they got. Right it now. could, but like I said, it, it would depend on that chairman or whoever they got running that show over there it's almost like time you know when we were kids you you draw a line in the sand that's where we're at right now with pga and live golf you, there's been a line drawn by pga tour and and look i'm not going to keep them out of the loop a, a lot of this is because 
the PGA Tour standards are so strict as far as like you're going to play four days. Of, you know, you're not you're not going to play four. I mean, three. We're going to play four rounds of golf. You're going to play set. You know, we. And they've been so strict on those rules because that's how it's always been. And you're starting to see them make adjustments. I mean, I think you're going to start seeing a time clock in golf. I mean, there's already a, a clock that keeps up with how long it takes you to play a certain thing. Well, if they would allow golf carts, that would be a big plus. I mean, John Daly's, you know, if he, if he could play. Um, and it was funny. That was a question I actually had for John. And, and like I said, Willie was so happy to see him. I want to get his take because these are his friends too. Mm-hmm. He's friends with both groups. And – you know, I got it. Go ahead. Do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe we can get it successfully without it falling in. The table tried to collapse. I guess it's a live table. But, um, Didn't like da- da- You know, John Daly was one of those guys that I'd like to talk to about it because he's got friends on it. And I just would like to get his feelings on what it is, uh, if it's legit or not, because he's a guy right now, I'm telling you, at 50 – he's two years older than I am, I think. He's about 56. That's a guy, if I'm live, I'm going to get in John Daly because he draws attention. I'm going to go get a guy that dresses, well, <laughs> a lot like I do. Uh, <laughs> that'll, cause I wear, that'll golf barefoot. Because <laughs> I wear his clothes. Exactly. They'll go out and put the greens at I mean, put the green at Hooters uh, like yesterday. That's the kind of guy you want to go get because he's got that it factor. The charisma. To me, Phil's not the it factor. You know, Phil's just an old school guy and <laughs> – you know, and I hate it's come down to this with God because now everybody's talking about the only reason he took the money because he got all his gambling debts. And I hate that. I mean, that's just where you get with it. But you're always going to have the negativity from taking. I mean, I, I think a guy like Tiger Woods. What's up, B Red? And uh, you take a guy like Tiger. He was offered three or four hundred million to switch over and go to live. And we see him today struggling. He's walking with a limp like fifty cent. And I mean. This is a guy that could benefit from going, but he will not. <laughs> He's taking the approach, nope, I'm not going to turn my back on a tour that, that made me a billionaire and, and whatnot. And it is what it is. Everybody's got their own opinions. And, hey, man, if you like to live golf, I'm like I said, if you, it's, it reminds me of the old saying, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. They're using the sex factor with the, the girls in the bikinis and, and the, the music and concert-type atmospheres. Well, and, too, if you're an older golfer like Phil is, golfing three days a week – and golfing as a team <laughs> takes a lot of the pressure off. It does. And, and, you know, that's why I really thought these guys would struggle because they've been playing team golf for a half a year now, and they really haven't had to use their own ball. But it's not really affecting them. I mean, if Phil goes out here and shoots a 70 today or a 71, one under par, that's a solid round of golf for a former a champion. Uh, I think probably what we should have done, we should have took <laughs> – our pool should have been on which live player – that we take to, to, to either to finish the highest. We won't say win the tournament. And more than likely, Tom, in that situation, it's going to be a former champion. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you got a guy like DJ. you got, you know, uh, Sergio comes out this morning and just shoots crazy. Uh, he was 200 at one point. I didn't see where he's done for the day, but I didn't see where Garcia finished. But um, like I said, I hate it. It's come down to it. But uh, it's kind of like everything else in sports. You, you, it's nothing's going to be the way it used to be. And we're just at that point in, in – in, Athletics in general, you know. Yeah. Kind of like Where we haven't going? even discussed the fact that the, we'll have a new set of game costs next year on the ladies' team. Well, <laughs> that's on my list. You know I've got it, right? Well, I didn't so. know. I mean, we, you and I are sitting here, we're talking. <laughs> it would be, be a good transition <laughs> into that off of the live factor. <laughs> and see, you know, and, and here's the thing about that. It's not only South Carolina. It's not. Um, I look at teams like Minnesota women's. 
the funny thing is, they they got a star. She was a star. She's like six eleven, six ten. She played for Minnesota. She was recruited by Don Staley. Isn't it kind of funny that Boston's declared, and we do have Cordoza, but this mm-hmm. girl jumps into the portal and automatically mentions South Carolina? Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's a little bit so strange. It's kind of like maybe Don's reaching out and saying, <laughs> you know what, I'm losing a couple players. Losing I got a good seven. team here, but come on. Losing seven. seven. Seven seniors are graduating this time around uh, for the Lady Gamecocks. Um, Cook, by the way, started 137 games that she played in, averaging 13.5 points to go along with it. She, I mean, she's going to be – she her, and Boston probably going to be the biggest miss. Her average, for her to be at 13, it just tells me that, you know what, this tournament or this year in general, because like I said, 13 – I can remember the last 10 games the Carolina girls played. Zia Cook had 20 to 25 points a game. I figured her average would have been around 18 to 19, but that just tells you that she had a really good postseason. Um, and the funny thing is, the freshmen are still there. I mean, the girls that got a lot of the playing time, the one that surprised me was Bree Bill and Letitia Ami here. Mm-hmm. Seeing them go. Because, I mean, it's like we talked about Caitlin Clark. What are you really getting if you go to WNBA? I mean, you're getting every every girl on this team is making $25,000 a month. Just in NIL money. In NIL money. 25000 a month. Okay. I think the, the the starting salary in WNBA is not – it's right about that. So, why not stick around and, and do something really phenomenal? And, and you know what? In, in a year, if you want to go then, it's still there. The league's still going to be there. I mean, you know, it's – but I, I'm just stunned at what's going on. I have and, and, you know, I haven't done Amanda Butler's job. I haven't done her team any, any good because I hadn't checked to see if they got anybody leaving. Um, Lamont Paris, he picks up another Siddle guy. If you saw, I did the other day, and that's another big boy. And like I said, give props to Hayden Brown. I shared, I shared it uh, two nights ago on our site uh, that he's been picked up to play in the um, G League. Uh, no, no, he's going overseas to play. Excuse me, he's going over to Switzerland or somewhere to play basketball. And I mean, that's a good deal for him because, like I said, he's whatever nationality he really is, New Zealand. That's where he's going to play. So. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. We'll watch what Paris is going to end up doing in the portal because he's he's already seen what uh, uh, Beamer can do in the portal. And oh, I think yeah. he might be comparing notes and saying, "Hey, help me out a little here." I mean, this week's going to be huge. The port. I'm telling you right now, in between now and football season starting, I think you're going to really see what's going on. I think portal is going to get really big, really fast coming through here. All right, uh, other college news that is going on. Erskine baseball continues to do extremely well. Uh, they had a little bit of a schedule change due to the weather that's coming in on Saturday. They have a doubleheader today. Um, so, unfortunately, we don't have that uh, score as of right now. It gets underway here um, shortly. Uh, I think game number two is about an hour and a half away, uh, something of that nature. But um, they're taking on a, a very tough team uh, that's coming in with this schedule. Uh, Mark Crocco uh, announced Tuesday evening this schedule teams is coming in but they're taking on mount olive and mount olive uh, you know <laughs> your team they are i love the way uh, i love that little town to tell I you know, the truth. you told me that um but you know mount olive has been in in basketball and in baseball they have been in the top 25 just about every single they're year. young harris for lander but yeah. are you talking about erskine what do you think about the basketball move that was announced earlier this week 
We, I mean, that was surprising. I missed out on that one. What? Mark Peeler's back. Oh, that's true. <laughs> He's back uh, um, at the helm. And, and this could be interim basis because they just want to wait and have a good search for a coach or else. I just wonder if Coach Peeler just said, you know what? My wife misses it so much. <laughs> I'm I don't get, think that's the fact. I'm going to get but, back in, but I, that's phenomenal, man. I mean, that it, is huge news for Erskine. And we, we knew there'd be a change. Yeah, you, and he you can't go winless. And, and, and knowing Coach Peeler, he loves basketball as it is. Um, he, now you want to talk about an X and O guy? That's and, your guy. And, you know, they put him in, and he's still the AD. He's yeah, going oh yeah, to keep oh that yeah. job, but he's he's given up that uh, uh, associate athletic uh administrator position yeah. that's going to be up there athletic administrator um, he's given that position up in order to coach and that's where his love is for the most part that is there day by the way um he right after the season was over elected to go ahead and resign he did. Uh, in that regard um and i think a lot of that had to do with with what we had to say they they went defeated the entire season they did not have one single win and all of that i think he felt the pressure on uh, all that. it's tough to keep your job and, and there again i'm not sure i hadn't had a chance to for us to even get a chance to talk to coach feeler i'm sure he'd be gracious to come on board but um to just wonder if you know what that's maybe why coach feeler decided to you know what i'm not gonna we, we don't have really time to search for the coach that we want to bring in here i can do the job for a year or two until we got time to really put a search in underway for a really good basketball coach and that may be where we're sitting right now but i think it's like you said it's more the fact that hey i've missed coaching basketball mm-hmm. and i'm an x and o man and maybe the fact of being your ad that he saw that maybe he just didn't make the right hire maybe. and a basketball coach and maybe. he he's gonna say you know what i made the hires on me I'm going to do my due it. diligence to fix it, and <laughs> I won't make that mistake twice. So. By the way, uh, Coach Peeler, the second uh, all-time winningest coach yeah. in Erskine basketball history. So He's got to be pretty high up there as, as far as that goes because he's got a lot of wins, uh, not just at Erskine, but his, his whole career has been pretty much wins and losses. He and his wife. I'd like to see what their uh, marital career is as far as coaching at Erskine. I, you put those two careers together, and I'm you're talking about Hall of Fame, so they're probably both going to be inducted into the Erskine Hall of Fame. Or at least the South Carolina Hall of Fame, a possibility there, too. But I just thought it was funny. You were talking about the baseball, and it hit me all of a sudden about Coach Peeler, and, and uh, that just was big news for me because I didn't I didn't see where uh, the previous coach had, had resigned. But I think that's the best thing, and I think there again, that's what I wanted to see old Frank do at Carolina, and he just wouldn't do it. He just wanted to stick around and hang around. <laughs> I, I respect guys that do that. It's not that this guy didn't know how to coach basketball. Maybe he didn't have the players to run his offense. It happens a lot where you got to try to plan around the players you have on that team, and that's what he did, and it just didn't work out for him. So I wish him well wherever he goes. So, and he'll find another job somewhere else in that regard. Remember, he, he came from Spartanburg Day over, Lisa Arter did, uh, over to Erskine for, what, three years? And we know he can coach because he has certain players. Yeah. <laughs> and a one big name, a uh, guy named Williamson. Yeah, uh, Williamson, uh, yeah. yeah. Something like that. Still playing, by the way. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, they're gonna, they're, that was a dominant team. He, he might have said, you know what, I'm going to make a change from Spartanburg Day, and, and that could have been when Zion Williamson left. And he said, I got to – you know, kind of like we were talking about with uh, Durant's and stuff in McCormick. But uh, it's exciting. And, I, you know, I think Erskine's going to be a buzz for the basketball season coming up with having Coach Feeler back. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, definitely some big changes. Uh, they get a win the opening of the season. It, it'll change the attitude completely. I think the thing with him is, I mean, I'd like to know how much of the recruiting he had with some of the players that he's got on staff there. And, and – I don't know how much of the portal stuff affects like Lander and Erskine, if mm-hmm. it does at all. But there, there's probably a player out there that he's looking at and he's saying, you know what, I, 
I could go reach out and get this guy now, and we maybe can win some basketball games. Um, I, I'm just excited for the year coming up. I, I've always had a lot of respect for, for Coach Peeler and his wife when they were coaching, and uh, I think he's going to do fine at Erskine. I really do. I'm looking forward to, to finding out. We'll give more details as it comes available. Maybe we can get a coach. We can maybe we can get a twofer out of that. We can well, get think, Coach Boyd and Coach Yeah, Peeler. I'm thinking that we can make a road trip over there and, and get in with them. Uh, I know a couple of cats over there, but I don't know anybody in the, the SID <laughs> office or anything. Well, but. I do, so I'll see what okay, I Okay, well, yeah, you make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> you make it happen. Um, we're not getting a lot of news out of spring training or out of spring camp for, for Carolina. We do know that um, – there's progress that is being made for South Carolina. When you look, uh, that is there. I think they're on day number what ten of yeah. spring training, mm-hmm. something of that nature. Uh, and, and there's there's some groups that are in some need. Um, one we know of is running back, is Juju McDowell, uh, Dacron Joiner, mm-hmm. um, the transfer from Newberry College, Mario Anderson. Are they going to be able to perform at a higher level or get to that next level that is there? And then the other area of concern for South Carolina, uh, according to Coach Beamer right now, is that defensive end. It continues to be a position that is up for grabs. Anybody want it? But there again, that's what you do. You say, hey, you know what? It's open. We're going to open it up for everybody. Even like I said, even the quarterback rooms opened up right now. Uh, it's just not going to be given to Spencer Rattler. It's, it's going to be open competition, and whoever wins it, Tom, I think that's who you'll have. And uh, so there again, I mean, I'm excited to see it happen that way. Just like in Clemson, I've really been excited because Stan's not here because I had something for him today. But the one room that Dabo is, has talked about, you know, Garrett Riley, the most at offensive coordinator, is receiver. The receiving room in Tigertown. There's, there's guys up there that can catch a ball. I don't know what happened last year. Be ready. You know what happened last year with the receiving core? I, I mean, I don't know. You can't blame everything on Streeter. I mean, but uh, Dabo's extremely happy with what Garrett Riley's doing up there. And they found receivers. That was Stan's one concern. And we do know that they will run the damn football next year in Clemson. <laughs> Let's just say it like they will run the ball next year in Clemson. That's going to be their strong point. Oh, that is there no. that's going on. Um, matter of fact, the spring game, 1 o'clock this coming Saturday for the Tigers, for the Gamecocks. <laughs> it'll be Saturday, 7 o'clock. Both of those will be, I believe, on ESPN. Yeah, Admission is free, by the way, to both of those facilities. So. They might better have them in their indoor facilities this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> or they might have a mosh pit. Which <laughs> Are you going, weekend. B-Rad? Not, you going? This, not this Saturday, next Saturday. B-Rad's on the way up next week. He's going to go check the Tigers out. He's going to give us. He's going to come back and give us a briefing on Garrett Riley. Uh, and I want you to check on that defense too, B-Rad. We, we coach Guy. Well, let's see how he's doing uh, in his second stint. I think Clemson's going to be fine defensively. Not, I think offense was your concern probably going into the year. I think you're going you're going to be pleasantly surprised that this team's going to score points. I, I think it'll get back to Dabo of old, or let's say Clemson. It's just not a head coach. It's everything going on. So we got another interview right there. He's going to bring me the report back, talk to us about it. So we got beer out not only with cold beer, he got the hot news. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put him on the spot uh, uh, next Monday. Not this Monday, but next Monday. Um, with that being said, uh, a lot of golf still to be played. We'll be oh, following it all weekend long. Wow. Uh, if you want to comment, please give yeah. us a DM. We'd love to hear from it on Facebook or on Twitter uh, in the process as well. There's all kinds of stuff. To, and I know we'll be talking back and forth of what's going on. Well, I'm going to keep it. I'll keep it going on what, like I said, if you, if yeah, even if you got a, 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 a one of those holding one. That was what we didn't talk about yet. Let's hit that real quick. Um, Seamus Powers, one under right now. And he's trying to do something that's never been done. He's trying to win a Masters after winning the par three. Did you see the no, par three yesterday? I did not. He had two hole-in-ones. So, two hole-in-ones alone on back-to-back holes, 
allowed him to win the par three. Ironically, on the last hole, he hit in the water just to hopefully lose the par three <laughs> to have a chance. But could a guy like Seamus Power, you know, a, a non-American, an, an Irish guy, I believe, uh, that hits it a ton. He's got the perfect right, the last name in Power. Uh, can Seamus Power come in and just throw that number up there and do something nobody else has done? Um, it's definitely – It'd be the first time in history that it happens, uh, but he's a guy not many times you see him even under par the first round of a Masters after winning that. And you've had some big-time guys that have won the par three. Um, I think Bubba had a hole-in-one yesterday. I, I think there were five in total. I tried to watch a little bit of it, um, and they've done a magnificent job with the par three down Augusta National. It's, it's pretty much a brand-new course the way it looks. And uh, everything's changed from what I remember, but there's your favorite hole. They're back on 13, but <laughs> – all right. Uh, as we make our way on out, I want to say uh, congratulations to Jillia Squire out of 96. She's on the softball team out there. She has been added uh, to um, what they call the power hitters in South Carolina uh, as far as the voting goes. Right now she's got um, 367 votes, so she may need yours <laughs> as well. And what you can do is simply go to uh, uh, news.scorebooklive.com backslash South Carolina backslash 2023 backslash 04. Better yet, just go to the uh, 96 Booster Club Facebook webpage. You can see it there. That link will be available for you, and you can go ahead and vote for her. I, I got, say, yeah, I, got our vo- I got our vote in as awesome. of right now, but leading the power hitting awesome. uh, voting right now, Brandy Smith right now out of Columbia, 42.19%. She's got over 6,000 votes right now. Well, so. that's the Midlands down there. So. Like I said, there again, 96, get out and vote. <laughs> And we will keep you up to date uh, as best we can on our Facebook and Twitter page, what's going on in and around the Masters as they continue to move on. Right now, Victor in the clubhouse, seven under. I, he, he, I think he and there's, there's a bunch of five, six, and fours, so uh, you got to score today in order to keep it's up. It's today. Uh, if you shoot, let me tell you, if you shoot one or, one or even par, you might be out of this tournament. But like I said, the weather coming in, look out because, I mean, they're – Victor's got a 75 in him, I'm telling you. I don't know what day it hits, but it's going to hit him. (laughs) All right, enjoy it. Stay dry this weekend as best you can. We'll be back on Monday. Coming to you from Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. He's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys.